Hello, and welcome to another episode of Leader Generation brought to you by ModUp. I am joined by last year's Q4 most listened to podcast guest, Matt Slukmani. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going uh, to do that again this year. Yes, I, I think so, because this is a very big topic. So we've talked a lot about what is Performance Max and how it works and the success that it can drive for businesses. But what if paid search managers aren't successful with Performance Max? What are some things that they can try or, or maybe they should be doing differently? Okay, yeah, this is a very important question because it's a new campaign type. And a lot of our advertisers, practitioners have 10 plus, 20 plus years of running search campaigns or video campaigns. And the inputs they are used to are no longer the same inputs. Uh, performance Max, for example, is completely keywordless. So the inputs you would put to the AI are not the same as you had, which were kind of surgical keyword level control for search campaigns. I would take things back to the basics. It's um, I, I like the way you said the reinforcement rule. You know what you put in comes back out. Uh, I actually had a much more scrappy way to say it. It's garbage in, garbage out. So if you're not getting the good uh, results out, it's probably something wrong with the input. If your input is gold, your output's going to be gold. So use that mind frame when you start activating campaigns. There are three major buckets of inputs that go into the performance max campaign. So if you started a Pmax campaign and you saw well results are really not hitting the mark or having issues with cold start, go back to these three basic foundational inputs. The first thing is inputs of your conversions. With privacy in mind, just make sure your conversion setting is accurate. This is really where most of the advertisers fall short where they are either setting up incorrect conversions or inconsistent conversions, conversions value. Uh, if you have wrong conversions set up, the campaign just optimizes towards that incorrectly set up conversion. So make sure your conversions are exactly what you use for your regular campaigns and are set up at the right level. Use some of the newer technologies, which are more privacy, uh, I would say preserving for the future. Things like enhanced conversion technology that improves the match rate for your conversions using your first party data. If you're working in an EU or an EEA country, uh, there are regulations by country on how to collect and manage user con consent when you track uh, a user and then activate um, data against that. So make sure you are capturing that consent. If you're using Google ads, you can use Google consent mode, but whatever platform you're suitable uh, with, use that for these campaigns because without that you start losing out of the biggest input you have for the campaign, which is your conversions. Make sure you have the same conversion or similar conversion setting between your display search, YouTube, and now performance max campaign. Keep in mind, performance max is an atomic unit of multiple inventory. So your setting should represent what it seems unified across search display and YouTube. If you have a certain look back window for engage view, just keep that in mind that will override for the YouTube share of Pmax campaigns. And then start by bidding towards conversions. But if you are tracking values, it's even better to bid to a conversion value. Uh, so go towards value-based bidding rather than volume-based bidding, uh, set up a TOS campaigns. These are the big inputs on the conversion side. The other two big buckets are creative. So just quoting a study done by Nielsen, for example, in the year 2017, they run an ex extensive study to see what's the biggest impact on marketing ROI for a marketing campaign. 
And based on their, their analysis, around 49% of the impact of ROI came from creatives. It was followed by media that they run 36% and branding. So their literal brand name, 15%. So your creatives are really critical. Now Pmax does a little bit of automation and builds out auto-generated videos for you if you don't have the time to invest. But if you upload a custom video, that feature deactivates in the background and you start, we start using your custom video rather than auto-generating any videos in the back end. Advertisers that use that you know, feature where they upload their custom video see much better results on an average 12% additional conversions coming from their PMAX campaign by just uploading something custom that they've built with their hands. This is a big input again. So try to think of uploading custom videos uh, and then things like the quality of your content on landing pages because uh, the crawler reads through your page to pick out content, pretty much like DSA campaigns, the UX on your apps, your feeds that are set up. So your hotel feeds or your product feeds and even the audience signals that you assign to an asset group. All of these are inputs. The final set of inputs are structure. So the account structure you have in place, are you tracking the conversion at the right level, MCC or sub MCC level? You have the right target ROAS in place. Again, keep in mind, Pmax is not just search. It's a mix of search display video. So what's your average ROAS that you're hitting? So you set up the right targets to begin with. And then if you have special goals like new customer acquisition goals, you can set up uh, specific campaigns to target new customer acquisitions. And then at any point in time, look at your uh, budget planner to see where you are on that performance curve. Are you, are you capped by budget? So if you unlock more budgets, your, your com campaign performance will increase exponentially, et cetera. For lead gen advertisers, and that's where I think we see a lot of um, clients struggling to just get off the ground because you know, they, they don't have an input of a product feed. It's really important to front load your lead quality measures on the user experience itself. So think about implementing recapture on your landing pages. So your, before your form submission happens, we know it's not a bot, it's actually a user. Uh, set up things like double opt-in, uh, qualifying questions on the forms. So you pre-qualify or extra qualify users before they submit a lead, a server-side validation, et cetera. And then also if you have offline quality data, you can enhance what you're tracking online, like a lead by offline conversion imports or what we call now is enhanced conversion for leads. You can also use things like value rules to assign a value to a conversion. If you can create a kind of a logic for all the users you're generating as leads and differentiate some as high value versus low. These are the things where I think if as an advertiser, you're struggling with getting a good start off the ground, go back to the inputs and retweak them because that is the way you can influence AI in the right direction. Yes, that, I mean, that was a lot. So we have a lot of tips for any marketers who aren't seeing the results they expected. But if one common theme through all of your suggestions was quality. So if your inputs back to your saying like garbage in, garbage out, we want to focus on inputting the highest quality and that includes value. So when we as traditional paid search marketers, and like you said, sometimes we're used to getting in there, the fine tooth comb and tweaking every single keyword. And I know a lot of paid search marketers are focused on volume. How many words do I have? How many high value clicks am I getting? But this is about starting at the end, what value are you trying to drive? 
and allow the AI again to learn and be trained to drive down to high quality and maybe the volume will be different, but it's more about the results. Are you working toward that increase in conversion based on the goals that you're setting? The other really important point that you made is the impact and power of creative. And back to your answer on where should we be focused on as marketers, using that insight that you're getting about your audience and about your creative, this new asset insight, use that to get more investment in really high quality creative, because that's where we as marketers continue to add value to layer on these tools is the inputs, the strategy, and the creative. And I love, loved, you know, your point on lead gen, you know, assigning about how much are you spending per lead? Let the machine know that because if you already have in your head an expectation of value, you got to get it out. Like, I think sometimes people feel like if they're sharing their budget or if they're sharing their expectations too soon, they're like giving away some negotiation tactic. It's like the machine doesn't care. It's job and what it's trying to do is meet that goal. So make sure that you're getting those goals out and not configuring against like spreading the widest net, but spreading the net that's most targeted to the people you want to reach. So Mats, one of the things that we think about our role as marketers is strategy, it's creative, it's making sure we're sharing the right inputs to drive low funnel conversion. Once I set up a performance max account, now what? So I've done this. How do I continue to optimize and improve my performance and in life after a performance max kickoff? That's when uh, no news is good news, but then you're getting good news every day. So what's the better news? Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would say go back to that flywheel mentality, right? Like uh, whatever the inputs are drives the output. And again, just quoting a really good BCG study, they um, they commissioned a study to see what are the components of uh, advertisers that are using AI-based solutions or automated performance marketing solutions, and how can they improve things even further. What they learned was just by adopting new technologies, you could drive up to 20% better ROAS. And then when you start adding more human input on top of it, you would get another 15% lift in performance. So overall 35% improvements in performance by using the combination of AI and human inputs. So if you started with something and it's working well for you without too much tinkering, tinkering is gonna help you get to that additional 15 percentage points lift. And that's only something you can do, that's the human touch. A few quick things I would suggest is, this is just like textbook 101 thing. Uh, we have optimization recommendations in Google Ads. They're populated real time. They will monitor your campaign on a real time basis and flood out anything that's very quick wins for your account. So your campaigns being budget caps or bids uh, running dry, creatives fatiguing out, any audiences that might not be added to your mix, which could be valuable for your business. We would keep surfacing these recommendations as Google Ads optimization recommendations. And there's a whole set of them just assigned to Performance Max campaigns. So if you have an active campaign, keep a lookout for that, monitor that regularly and activate those as you see them come by and as they are fit for your business. The second big thing you could do is uh, analyze the insights report. And that's really critical. 
with insights reporting, what we try to do with Performance Max is to not again dump more data at you, but rather use AI and modeling to the best extent and pipe out the key insights that are statistically significant and can drive an action on your side. So for example, uh, there's an insight called performance shift insight or change history insight that essentially will track all the time how your campaign is performing. And if there's a shift in performance, let's say cost drops or ROAS switches, it'll try and correlate that to any changes that might have happened to you on your end. Like let's say your product category went for a change, your category mix has changed, you've added say thousand new products or your merchants have added thousand new products that will have an impact on overall performance. As a marketer, you were sometimes blinded uh, by, by these changes happening in the backend. Performance shift inside will kind of surface that saying a change in your performance is mapped back to either a product category change on your side, feed change on your side, or maybe a budget change on your side because it will map that on the, on the trend line. There are other insights, uh, audience persona insights. We talked about what are the audiences that are working really well to drive conversions for your business. Ideally, you go back and optimize your creators, landing pages, asset groups to include those audiences. We've also built something called diagnostic insights. So let's say you have a massive account with multiple campaigns with you know n number of creatives. All of them go through some approval cycle at any point in time. If you're missing out on performance because some of your campaign components are not active or disapproved or held back, Diagnostic Insight will give you a red flag. So that report will tell you exactly where things are being blocked. And then there are other much more, I would say, traditional insights like search terms insight, which tell you literally what are the top performing search keywords and how much are they converting within Performance Max campaign. So go back and add the better performing ones in the keyword copies and the landing page copies and the product feeds, et cetera. Leader Generation brings you the brightest minds in the industry who share modern strategies and tips to success. It's like having your very own marketing masterclass on the go. If you've been loving the episodes and gaining valuable insights, we invite you to give back. Rate and review the Leader Generation podcast to show your support. Your feedback means the world to us. By sharing your thoughts, you help us deliver top-notch content and inspire fellow marketers. And if you have friends or colleagues who could benefit from our episodes, spread the word. Rate, review, and share the love today. Let's build a community of growth-minded marketers together. We've tried to summarize this in a playbook. So if you again reach out to your Google uh, rep, ask for you know, insights uh, playbook, they can share the latest copy with you and we'll keep updating that as we build out new insights. Now, the final thing you could do is even polish your campaigns a little bit further. So you've done the reporting, you've done the basic recommendations, optimizations, ask yourself the question, you know, as a business, do you value new customers more than existing customers? Is retention different than new customer acquisition for you? If the answer is yes, then why not preferentially bid for new customers or better still create a new customer only Pmax campaigns, which have the right assets, the right creatives, right offers to optimize towards just new customers. You can do that in Performance Max. You can actually create a new campaign type or which has that setting and the setting will only optimize towards generating new customers for your business rather than just retaining new existing ones. 
other things, if you're tracking conversions and if you've already gone on to begin bidding to value, ask yourself, is there a better value? Can we maybe go towards predicted lifetime values rather than just revenue you're seeing online? Uh, if you're tracking conversions, are you securing them for privacy? So could you maybe think of upgrading to enhance conversion technology to match more first party data on your conversions through a single tag? That's again, a massive input for your optimization. And if you've seen good performance and you want to go even better, these are the things you could do to get to that next level. I love, again, there's just so many tools, so much insight that can be used to just feed that flywheel over and over again. But tell me, are there any other new features and enhancements on the horizon? Because I'm sure as marketers are getting into this, you're getting tons and tons of feedback. And so, you know, what's next in response to customer feedback that's coming in? I don't know. How do you improve a perfect product? It's really difficult. Just yeah. <laughs> anything. Just kidding. Absolutely kidding there. So from a background perspective, I've been in analytics for almost 15 plus years now. And I kind of hear and echo the same feedback we get from our clients. They need more insights. They need better reporting on performance max campaigns. And I'm confident to say that we are very much committed to bringing more meaningful and actionable insights around performance max campaigns. Having been an analytics practitioner, I also want to fully acknowledge it's really detrimental to give out any half-baked reports, which can easily risk inaccurate conclusions or drive any suboptimal actions risking your marketing budgets essentially. So it's really critical to not give you half-baked reports or just dump of data without context. This is a public forum, so I can't go into anything that we haven't pre-announced. So I'll kind of keep it limited to what's already been discussed on blogs that I'm very excited about. Things like asset group reporting we mentioned that's really missing. It helps advertisers see what conversions, conversion value, cost, and the variety of other metrics we report against each asset groups that they're setting up in their campaigns. Uh, experiments, we are launching new features around that to just prove the value of Performance Max campaign. We have a feature set for retailers. We have a feature set for non-retailers who don't have a product feed linked to their campaign sets. And then we also announced something called Budget Pacing Insights that uh, essentially puts your performance planner on steroids and lets you see how you're pacing towards your campaign objective of spend and conversions. And then there's a whole bunch of control features that we've kind of announced or in the, in the middle of fully launching out. Feature announced or fully launched uh, as of now is account level negative keywords, which you can set up at either a campaign level or an account level. Allows you to exclude any brand uh, sensitive keywords from being present in your campaigns. Campaign level brand exclusions. Um, again, if you have multiple campaigns and you want to really tune certain campaigns towards certain brand queries, at least the search and shopping components of your Pmax campaigns. You can use the campaign level brand exclusion feature to fine tune the campaign targeting a little bit more. And then for a lot of advertisers, they don't have enough investments to work on better creative. So we've built easier video creation tools in the Performance Max campaign flow. So as you create campaigns, it'll just walk you through a few steps of pulling all the assets you already have in your account and create new videos on the fly. And then for some advertisers who use our page feed features, it's been really critical to control what are the landing pages you want to target Performance Max campaign against. And we are planning to launch uh, page feed controls in Performance Max, which 
helps you send traffic to specific landing page URLs on your website rather than everything. And you can also use things like labels to group certain URLs and then target campaigns towards those URLs. So that gives another set of controls for advertisers that would like to be very fine-tuned about where the traffic comes from and where they are sent on your website. So these features, super excited about. There's tons more being developed, unfortunately, can go into the details. That's a lot. And it sounds like, you know, the overall goal is keep building on the insights, empower the marketer and make it even easier for them to take, you know, their strategic and creative approach to marketing and accelerate. So we've covered a lot of ground as to the benefits, what you can do if you're facing challenges, how you can use the data and insights and definitely check out the insights playbook from Google to get budget that's being spent more effectively, driving results, increased conversion. But we know that there are still marketers who aren't using Google Performance Max. Why are some marketers resisting adopting it? That would be a classic one if you build a product and it just goes off the shelf. So it's not like cake. It doesn't sell by itself, just putting it on the shelf. There are a few headwinds, I think, when we are going to market on Performance Max as a product. Um, first things first, I think we are at a very difficult economic times where enacting or organizational change internally can be challenging for any leaders. So it's just, it's a difficult time. That's, a, that's one of the big headwinds we are facing overall. Change is difficult when economic uncertainties are around you. Secondly, there's a big need for an organizational change because marketing teams have always been structured as display of social, video, search shopping, et cetera, and they have budgets earmarked. And what we are really building with Performance Max is one campaign that helps across the board. So while, yeah, it allows people to come together, our organizations have generally been structured in a silo, which prohibits adopting such features like Performance Max campaigns. Also, budgets are not generally very fluid. You have a earmarked budget for display, a earmarked budget for search, and if there are small opportunity to shift budgets to drive better performance, we don't have the concept of universal performance budgets or universal brand budgets. That restricts growth or even adoption in many cases. A few other things that stop people, uh, levels have changed. Uh, we talked about uh, search within performance max being keywordless, but you're used to using very surgical methods to control, analyze, perform. It, the levels have really changed, your inputs are different. And then the final and most important thing is positioning. Customers are at times very confused where Performance Max fits into their portfolio, especially how it relates with search. And this is a really important thing, so I'll probably mention it twice. Performance Max does not replace your search campaign. It just complements it. I'll say it again, Performance Max does not replace search campaigns. It complements it. Our mission with Performance Max is to not change what you're doing with search, but actually complement what you're doing with search by fixing any gaps you have in your exposure through any manual optimizations put in place, checks and balances put in place. The idea with Performance Max is to just complement and improve the performance of your search plus more channels. So don't fear Emax as a replacement for search. Actually, that's not the design for the product. That does confuse people at times and that holds them back from investing. We've tried to go a little bit heavier. We've published a blog post uh, which talks about our you know, new ads power pairing being search plus performance max. And we'll go a little bit more bolder on that topic. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you shared that blog post and we'll have that in our show notes and on our LinkedIn page. I think that PMAX replacing paid search is probably one of the biggest themes I've heard and, and heard from clients, heard from practitioners in the field. And I love in your answer, what you really showcase was, you know, as paid search marketers, we like to get all those words exact. So we know exactly what people are asking, which words are driving performance. But at the end of the day, that's only the gnomes. Like if you're the best paid search marketer on the planet, the keywords that you're putting in there are just the words you know. And what Performance Max is doing is covering the landscape of other behavior. We know that Google has very far reach into these other channels, into YouTube and Maps and the other areas that your customers who are definitely searching and searching those words will also go. So this is a way to just make sure that you are keeping that experience, your creative, your brand top of mind in places where you're also going to see those high value customers. And I'm going to bring it all the way back to me in the conversation. When you optimize around value, then it's not about that volume. So I think this is an incredibly important point that you know Pmax isn't meant to be the alternative to paid search, but it's meant to help drive more results and again, accelerate those outcomes. So, but with all that, again, being said, in these difficult times where those marketing budgets are under more scrutiny, uh, what would be your advice? Like if for marketers who are like, okay, I do want to test and learn. I want to try Performance Max alongside my paid search campaigns, but what's your advice on that budget front? Since it's an advice, maybe I'll take it a little bit personal. I'm a bit of a motorcycle racer myself, or used to be when I was in, in college. And uh, back in the racing circuit, uh, there's this one quote that really stuck out to me. It was from Atron Senna, who's a Brazilian a racer. He's actually won a couple of Formula One uh, championship back in the 1980s to 1990s. The quote goes as, you know, you cannot overtake 15 cars in a sunny weather, but you can it's raining. And it's a, it's a really killer quote for anyone who's in that growth mindset. It's very easy to, and almost impossible to avoid hitting the bricks, pausing growth when times are difficult and it's not, when it's, it's raining, you want to hold back, but that's really the time when true champions are made. You don't want to hold back. You want to actually think of ways in how to make most of these uncertain types by having up investments in technologies that you know are going to uh, be future-proof and are going to put you in a better position in the future. So think about technologies and the trends and maxing out on them. One thing to keep in mind is Pmax is an ideal product when you want to grow profitability with the leanest budget. As you explained, it's not just search, it's got multiple inventory types and on a marginal ROI basis, you might be able to acquire someone at a much lower cost in the same mindset, in the same user journey, using a inventory source that you weren't optimizing towards, let's say Gmail or display or even search queries, which are brand new versus just going at, you know, surgical search uh, keywords or surgical channel uh, level targets for YouTube campaigns. It, it optimizes towards a marginal ROI versus an average ROI. So it's always trying to find you the most cost-effective way to invest your dollars and drive better outcomes. We published this entire, I would say, mindset of marginal ROIs and how that's the, I would say, the baseline 
of performance max. Uh, if you go online, search for power, more conversions and value through cross-channel bid optimizations on Google Ads. Um, there's a help center article which explains this entire white paper to you. We can send that as well as a follow-up. So really this key line, think about organizational change that can bring you above the fold, let you drive better results at the best possible ROI. And it, this is not the time to hold back when things are uncertain. We at Google, we are fairly confident AI-driven technologies will be the differentiator and we are having up on investing in them for the future and even in the present. So I'm hoping that helps inspire similar changes with our advertisers who are a bit concerned rightfully uh, on what the future is. But again, you cannot overtake 15 cars in a sunny weather. You need, uh, it's actually much easier on a rainy day. I love that analogy. And I think Google is confident, you know, AI-driven technologies will be the differentiators. But I hope that marketers listening are also seeing that you carrying yourself or showing your team, your leadership, and yourself that you can make the most of AI-driven technologies is now a necessity in any marketer's career. And you know, this is a product that's giving you the tools and the insight to get started and test. So I have loved this conversation, Matt. I think it's going to be the most listened to series again this year. Um, I'm excited to get the content out. So if you are interested in actually accessing the links that have been mentioned in this episode, you can visit modop.com or go to our leader generation page on LinkedIn. And then Mats, if people have questions for you directly, where should they go and how can they reach you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. So search for Murtaza Lukwani. Sorry, I said Mats last time. Uh, that's my short name. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, or we can work through uh, Tesla's team to maybe organize a follow-up. Yeah, no, I think that would be great. Especially so many of these things I was already picturing, like some little visuals, some little demos. You know, there's a lot of possibilities and it is all about that test and learn and, and try it. Try it, gather the data and um, leverage that data to advance your campaigns, but also your own career. So thanks again. We will be talking to you again soon. The Leader Generation is brought to you by ModUp, a full-service marketing communications agency focused on using the right methods to help clients capitalize on their opportunities. ModUp services for both B2C and B2B markets include brand strategy, advertising, digital marketing, lead generation, and public relations. Through its technology group, ModUp also offers website, e-commerce, and app UX, design, development, and technology stack integration. For more information, visit modop.com. That's M-O-D-O-P dot com.